There are many paths in life, many roads to choose from, but only one of them leads to eternal life. Jesus offers a new way and invites us along to welcome others, to live with integrity, to share the good news that he alone is the way, the truth, and the life. If you have him, you have all you need. There is no other way. We are taking a few weeks to walk through the Sermon on the Mount together as Jesus introduces the way. He, he shows us a new way of thinking, a new way of living, a new understanding of what it means to be in God's kingdom. And so we're walking through that great message together. This morning we're going to find ourselves in chapter 6 as we think together about secrets along the way. As you're turning to chapter 6 in the book of Matthew, um, I just want to say thank you very quickly to Robert for preaching last Sunday. The last time he preached, he handed out gift cards, and this past Sunday when he preached, y'all got out at 11, so he's just trying to make me look bad, and, and he probably won't be preaching anymore. Robert, we do appreciate your, uh, your leadership and your good word last Sunday. We're in Matthew chapter 6 and I want us to think together this morning about secrets along the way. There are some things that we do best when we keep those things secret. Let me show them to you as we begin at verse 1. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who's in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you that they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door. Pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret, will reward you. And When you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think they'll be heard for their many words. And then jump down to verse 16. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you that they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, 
that your fasting may be seen by others, may not be seen by others, but by your Father who sees in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Three different disciplines. This is not all the spiritual disciplines that a disciple of Christ wants to uh, learn to develop, but these are three big ones. And he addresses each of these three big spiritual disciplines by saying, do these things secretly. It's really about you and God, and God sees in secret. So there's no reason to show off for the other people. It's not really about them anyway. This morning I want us to think together about one of the things that Jesus said in the last chapter. Remember the Sermon on the Mount is Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. Well, we have completed chapter 5. We're a third of the way through the Sermon on the Mount. But in that chapter 5, we heard Jesus say that your righteousness must exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees. Well, for the people who heard that, there, there must have been a great deal of confusion. Nobody's more righteous than the Pharisees. I mean, they are the rule keepers. You look at them, they're the religious leaders. They're the, they're the top dogs in the, in the prayer, in, in, in the, the church chain, if you will. So how could we be, how could our righteousness exceed theirs? And then Jesus goes on to explain that real righteousness is not what you see and hear on the outside. It's really not about what you wear to church and what you say at church and, and how, you, how you talk. It's, it's about who you are on the inside. And so he's saying that when we trust in him, he changes us on the inside. And that inside can be more righteous than the people who are depending on what they sound like and look like on the outside. So in chapter 6, he gives us these three very clear examples of spiritual disciplines that are best done in secret. The other day, I was out mowing. And as I was mowing in the, the field, I, I noticed that it got a little bit darker earlier than I thought it might. It was late afternoon, early evening, and I'm driving, I was listening to an audio book, I had my earphones in, and I'm mowing, and it's a little darker than normal at this time. And Then I noticed that not only was it a little darker than usual, but it was getting even darker pretty quickly. I continued to mow, and I saw something out of the corner of my eye move kind of up here, and so I looked up, and here are all these clouds coming over. And while I watched these, these massive, dark clouds just kind of tumbled over each other, some were moving this way and some were moving that way, and it very quickly covered where I was. So I stopped, I took a picture, and I just watched, and somewhere over there in the distance I saw some lightning. And so I turned off the motor, and I took out my ear buds and sure enough I could hear thunder rumbling over me and then it sounded like thunder was all around me well 
It didn't take long until I figured out I need to turn that lawnmower back on and drive back to the house as quickly as I could. The, the thunder continues to swirl around me. I got back to the house and we waited for the, the storm to break and the rain to come. And it never really rained. What I saw that day was nothing but loud clouds. They looked like they were ready to rain. They sounded like they were ready to rain. But apparently there was no rain, at least not for us. There was no rain in them. You know, there are people who are not much more than loud clouds. They look like they've got something in them. They sound like they've got something in them. But really... There's no life-giving force there. There's no, there's, no, there's no water of life. They're just loud clouds. Jesus is saying to the people on the mountain that day, don't be distracted by the loud clouds. You be something different than the religious leaders that you're used to seeing. You be real. And he breaks it down into these three spiritual disciplines. The first one was giving. Let's back up to verse 1 again. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people. Righteousness is something that is within. It is a right standing with God. It's not necessarily something to be put on display. Real righteousness means that my heart is right with God, that I'm following Him, that I have been forgiven, that He has cleansed me, that He has given me His Son's righteousness. So beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who's in heaven. One of the principles that we're going to see today as we go through this step by step is that for most for most rewards, you only get one. You can have the earthly reward of applause or you can have the eternal reward from your father. But most of the time, you can't have both. If we're after attention and applause, that's the only reward we get. And when the applause is over, You've got your reward. But if we are honestly, sincerely, internally striving to serve the Lord, then we have those eternal rewards that we'll see someday from Him. Verse 2, thus when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues, and in the streets. That may have been an ancient practice, but more likely this is, this is kind of a metaphor. This is, this is probably um, just kind of illustrative language saying, you know, they draw attention to it. They want to make sure everybody sees when they give money. And he says, don't, don't, don't be like them. You know, back when we used to 
pass a plate in pre-COVID days. One person might write their check and put it in the envelope and turn the envelope upside down so that nobody could see the amount and the name. But then there might be also that very same person who writes as big as they can on the outside of that envelope, their name and that amount, and put it right on top, face up, make sure everybody can see. Sometimes there are those who give to charity, but they only give to charity as long as everybody knows that they're giving to charity, which means that's not charity, that's advertising, which is okay, but let's call it what it is. And Jesus says, when you give, don't blow the trumpet and make sure everybody knows. He continues in verse 2, truly I say, they have received their reward. In other words, they wanted attention, they got attention, transaction is complete. They have no more rewards for their giving. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. In other words, when you give, don't give to the needy just to impress other people. For that matter, don't give to the needy to impress your own self. Sometimes we use one hand to give our gift and the other hand to pat ourselves on the back. He says, don't let the left hand know what the right hand is. Don't even do it to impress your own self. If you give to the needy, do it because the needy need what you have. You give out of love and sacrifice. But when we give to get attention, that's all we get. Transaction's over. And so he says in verse 4, so that your giving may be in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. We can either get immediate attention and applause from the people around us or we can please God be in right standing with him and receive rewards that last when you give do it secretly and then he talks about praying you see in verse 5 when you pray you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Now, before we get off track, understand that he is not saying it's wrong to pray in the synagogue. He's not saying there's anything wrong with public corporate prayer. What he says is they do it so they can be seen by men. When you pray, do you pray so that you can be seen by people or heard by God? If your goal is the first, you will not accomplish the second. So he says the problem is they pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so they can be seen by men. In, in that culture, in that day, they would pray three times a day. And wherever you are at that time, it's a lot like... Uh, uh, a lot like Muslims today, wherever you are at prayer time, you would stop and pray. So often, these guys would make sure that they just happened to be at the corner of Main Street and Broad at prayer time 
So, ooh, they would have to stop in the middle of the town, make sure everybody saw them praying. Jesus says, don't be like the people who use prayer to impress folks. He tells us what to do instead, doesn't he? says, don't, don't be like the hypocrite. By the, word, by the way, the word hypocrite, you, you and I understand what that means today and, and it correct, it, we're correct in the fact that it has a negative connotation. When he said that word, they didn't feel what we feel. When he said the word, he was, he was just saying, don't be like people who wear a mask in a play. A hypocrite was an actor. And in order to show the different characters, they had masks. So they are one person themselves who are hiding behind a mask. He says, don't be like an actor in a play when you pray. Don't be one person that that hides behind a, a, a mask that looks like someone else. Instead, be real. He says, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have their reward. But when you pray, go into your room, shut the door, pray to your Father who's in secret. You have that place where you can go to pray. You don't pretend to get stuck out on the street corner at prayer time so everybody can be impressed. You intentionally plan to be in secret at that time. When you pray, it's really just between you and God. If you're letting other people eavesdrop you and then you're thinking about the other people, you're not praying anymore. You're acting. So don't be an actor with a mask. You get off quietly, privately. God is big enough that he can hear in secret. When you go, go into your room, shut the door, pray to your father who's in secret, and your father who sees in secret will reward you. You say, well, we don't have specific times of prayer, and so we never see somebody accidentally get stuck on the street corner and have to pray in public. And and that's right, we don't. But you know what? Every once in a while I do stumble across what I call a Facebook prayer. I think we need to be real careful with our Facebook prayers where we pray, but it's a Facebook post. If it's a prayer, God can hear that without the internet. If we're really trying to impress everybody with our prayer, then it's no longer a prayer. So we just need to be real careful. Check your motives. If you are intentionally leading a corporate prayer, then perhaps social media works like a corporate setting, maybe. But we need to be real careful about our motives and make sure that when we pray, we are honestly, intentionally speaking to God regardless of any other audience. He talks to us about giving and praying, and then he talks to us about fasting. Jump down to verse 16. What we're jumping over, by the way, is what we've always called the Lord's Prayer. 
And I'm jumping over that because next Sunday, we, or actually two Sundays from now, we'll take time to slow down and look at the Lord's Prayer very carefully. But, but we don't have time to do that in addition to, to the other this morning. So we're jumping over it, but we'll come back to it. This morning, jump to verse 16. When you fast, don't look gloomy like the hypocrites. Again, they put on a mask. When, when you fast, don't walk around all weak and decrepit. So somebody says, John, what's wrong? Oh, I'm okay. I'm just fasting. Don't turn it into a show. Don't broadcast to the world, hey, everybody, I'm such a spiritual giant, I'm fasting. I do find it interesting that in the Old Testament law, the people were only required to fast one day out of the entire year. The Day of Atonement was the only required fast. By the time Jesus came on the scene, the religious leaders had kind of changed things up a little bit, and now many people were fasting two times a week. Two days out of seven. And on those days, these folks who wore masks would make a big deal out of it. There's even a tradition that they would take dirt and put it on their heads and their faces. Now, some said that was to show humility, but others thought it was a way to broadcast Look how sad I am because I'm fasting, because I'm so holy. So Jesus says, just drop all the facades and the masks. When you pray, don't look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they've received their reward. They wanted attention, they got attention, transaction is complete. But when you fast... Anoint your head, wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who sees in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. When you fast, make that between you and God. Do it secretly. So He's the only one who knows, because quite honestly, He's the only one who counts. Fasting is not a diet. Fasting is trusting and depending on God. It's setting aside the things of the world and saying, God, I depend on you. And if that's your motivation, nobody else really needs to know about that. So I want you to notice three things that, that these examples have in common this morning. As we walked through them, giving, praying, and fasting, notice three things. Notice that he said, when. When you give to the poor, when you pray, and when you fast. Not if. Jesus is assuming that his disciples will be doing these three things among other spiritual disciplines. But he's assuming that his disciples are going to be doing these things. Giving to those who need, praying, and fasting. 
So he says, when you do those things, don't put on a show. Notice also that in each case, we see it recorded in verse 2, in verse 5, and in verse 16. In each case, he says, if you're just after attention, you got your reward. That's all you're going to get. Instead, give, pray, and fast in secret, and your Father who's in secret will reward you. So there is an option. We can settle for men's reward of attention and applause, or we can live for God's eternal rewards. And then finally, as we look at these three spiritual disciplines, we learn that he says when, which means he plans on us doing all three. We don't want to settle for men's reward. And then also notice that God knows the difference between real rain and loud clouds. He knows the difference. He's the one who sees in secret. So he's not impressed by the loud clouds. He's not fooled. The mask doesn't mean anything to him. He calls us into a real relationship with him. He calls us to be honest, to be ourselves, broken, messed up as we are. We can relate directly to him. And the one who sees in secret welcomes us, rewards our honest efforts to serve him. 